This is Nicholas Brooks, and you are listening to Behind the Note Podcast with Chris Davis. You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, thank you so much for pressing play on this episode. We have a great show for you today. I really count it a privilege to be able to speak to you right now through this medium. I've had you on my mind since yesterday, and I, and I couldn't sit down until right now to, to record this for you, and it's a day later. Uh, but I'm just thankful for this opportunity. Now, I have something very specific on my mind that I wanted to share with you, and I'm going to use some scriptures to prove my point. So uh, hopefully you don't have a problem with that. But if you do, I'm going to be reading some scriptures and you just might want to check out the next episode or something. All right. But this this, I believe, is really going to help you in your in your journey as a musician. And I'm going to begin by telling you two stories, personal stories that happened to me as a, as an example. And then I'm going to use uh, Jim Rohn as an example as well. And if you don't know who that is. Uh, just Google him, uh, YouTube him, Jim Rohn, last name is spelled R-O-H-N, and he's a great business leader who has passed away in 2009, and he has many great teachings. Um, but this show today is about seed time and harvest time, and I wanted to record this because a few reasons. Number one, I, I just wanted to be encouraging to you because... Many times people just want immediate grad gratification, and sometimes that's just not the way things work. So you've heard me say before, if you don't give up, then you're going to win. The only way you won't win is if you quit. And sometimes quitting is okay. You need to you know, readjust. But other times it's, it's not okay, and you have to know you have to be able to discern when you should continue to press forward. So hopefully after this, you understand that there are certain times that you should be doing things if you want to get the benefits you're looking for and if you want to reach your goals. All right. So this episode is all about seed time and harvest time. Oh, one more, one more thing. I've also talked to many musicians in the past who actually just complain that there's no work. And I don't believe that there's no work. There is, there's plenty of work. There's still somebody recording for commercials, uh, doing jingles, doing Broadway, doing fill in the blank. And the truth is there's competition. There's maybe not as much room for, for, I don't know, 50 musicians compared to uh, five musicians, but the the work is there. So seed time and harvest is what this show today is all about. And I'm going to begin by telling you this story. It's about me. Uh, I lost my job and this was in the year 2009. And this was uh, during the time of the bad economy beginning, right? In, in around 2008. Well, I had my job in 2008 and I was a high school teacher and after that school, after that school year was over, 
they simply just didn't have me back. All right. So I look for work after that. The ironic thing is this. While I was the high school teacher, every year I was there, I was offered a different job. And most cases, the job paid more. And I, I turned them all down because I just wanted to be where, where I was. And so when when I learned that I wasn't coming back, I really wasn't concerned about it. I, I wanted to stay. I, I was disappointed because I was I felt as though I was building something. But I also knew deep down that I was going to get something else. But actually, that never happened. Well, it didn't happen immediately. So I looked for jobs. I I um, created a, a new resume and uh, submitted my resume to to different places. And this went on for many months. And then I was actually on unemployment, which I never experienced before. And it's not a really cool thing to do because it's it's a fraction of what you were earning before and it's barely enough to live on. And I was a newlywed, too. And, and that was something else. I was really thoroughly embarrassed, quite honestly. And I was really trying to get any job that I could get. It really I got to the point where, where it really didn't matter. I'll do anything. You know, you get to that point. And I still wasn't having any luck at all. So then I got to another point when I was like, forget it. I'm just going to play my horn. So I, I started to really put myself out there as far as making contacts. And like I took, like I tell you guys in, in past episodes here, and I, I made sure that people knew that I was available to perform for them. And I let them know what I do. I created my website for the first time. Uh, it was real easy, especially then I used the, uh, the i i web that's non-existent anymore anyway i sent so many emails to people and i really only got a small reply compared to how much i sent out and you know what that was just fine because the replies that i got were so valuable i didn't understand how valuable at the time so I ended up playing at the first the first place to respond was a was a, a martini bar in Chicago, South Loop called the M Lounge. And I played there for two years and I was really just happy because somebody <laughs> accepted me. You know, that was that was like really cool. That's the first time I did that as as a band leader. So I was there for we ended up being two whole solid years every uh every month i was there and i gotta tell you i didn't make much money at all if any okay but i was really just happy to play music for people in the live audience it's the it's the best feeling and as a musician i know that you know that i don't have to explain that to you and i i ended up uh writing more music performing more in public with my band meeting more people and it was just a great experience. Now, here's the thing. This is what ended up happening. I started to meet some local legends for the first time. And, excuse me, in our introduction, they would say, oh, I heard about you. You're Chris Davis. You know, things like that. And I was very 
Uh, I don't know the the feeling. I was happy that to know that they heard of me at least, and they were offering to play with me. And I I was just like, wow, this is great. You know, I was just like, wow. So um, that that came from consistently performing at, at at a local venue, and of course, as a result, I got better on my instrument. I got better. Talking to strangers. I, um, on, on a side note, I believe that you should always go out and just talk to your audience members. Just meet them. See who they are. Just be friendly. All right. Um, I was I became a better band leader because I definitely have room for growth there, even still today. And I became a better writer. There's just so much good that comes from putting yourself out there and working consistently. Now, again, I wasn't making a lot of money, if any, at all. I tell you, the most I, I probably ever made was $20, okay, playing for, what was it, uh, two, three hours. So, you know, you got to take care of your band members now. I, already, I always pay my band members. Not a lot of money. It wasn't that kind of a gig, but um, you got to take care of them first. So... I did the in lounge for two solid years, and today I am a member of the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic. I'm so thankful for that. I believe, I never asked, but I, I really believe it's a result of playing the M lounge for two years with with little to no pay because it was a gig that put me out in public. People were able to see my name in print online in the newspaper hear hear my name on the radio and then people would come in during the gig and hear me play put a name to the face you know good news spreads so that's just one example of of uh, not giving up and something good coming out of it uh, there's more good things that happen from that but I think you get the point here so I also want to tell you a separate story and I just cut to the point on this story. I went through a few bad years, actually, when I kind of like snapped out of it. I woke up and then I realized that I really had fallen behind on my tithing. If you don't know what that is, it's just that you simply give 10 percent of your income to your local church. So I fell behind on that. And that's something that I really believe in. So when I recommitted to tithing, the very same day, I remember coming home and after praying about my situation, I said, I'm going to recommit to tithing. And, you know, I was very specific in my prayer about some things that I desired as a performing musician. And I remember coming home and <laughs> sitting down in my in my chair and that very moment my phone buzzed and it was a text message for a gig and it was a small gig but it was a gig and I had to come that day and you know just perform you know how it is on a gig sometimes you get those last minute calls but that ended up being that one gig ended up being uh, for a few months and that was great because I definitely needed it but more importantly I met I met some really number one good musicians and some good people who ended up using me for various jobs till this day. So ever since that day that I committed, that I recommitted to tithing, 
honestly, I've been working ever since. So that's something I hope encourages you if you want to go ahead and, and give that a try. Try it for yourself. See how it works. Let me know. <laughs> Seriously, let me know. I would love to hear your story about that. So today's episode, again, is all about seed time and harvest time. And there are two distinct, totally different times. OK, um, let me first begin by uh, talking about the harvest and then I'm going to give you these scriptures. Now, I'm just going to use corn as an example. Number one. Corn, and remember that I live in the Midwest, all right, in America. So corn requires anywhere from 60 to nine, 60 to 100 days to reach harvest, depending on number of things, including uh, the weather, okay, and, and the type of corn that you're planting. Now, you can get this information on a simple Google search, but I want to share with you here. Now, there is a specific time when the corn is ready to be picked and how do you know there are signs there are specific signs number one i just told you 60 to 100 days that's that's one thing but also you know corn is ready for harvest when the ears turn dark green when the silks turn brown and the the kernels are soft and plump and if you squeeze the kernel and the juice will come out milky not clear these are all signs that it's time for the harvest. What happens if you if you try to pull before the proper time? It's not going to be ready. You're not going to have anything sustainable or, or enjoyable. But what happens when you wait for just the proper time, just the right moment? Well, in our corn example, one stalk of corn will produce one to two harvestable ears of corn. One stalk will produce one to two ears of corn. So you, you plant your seed and you get at least a one-to-one ratio, if not more, if not double. So now all of a sudden we're talking about multiplication. If you do the work required, then your efforts will be multiplied. And it's a, it's a law. It's a fact. It's not a maybe. It's just only a question of when it's going to happen. And that's so exciting to me. So if you're going out to... Jam session, for example, don't get the attitude or the mindset of, well, I went to a jam session. Nobody called me for a gig. What's wrong with this city? Don't don't take that mindset on. You have to put the work in and then in the proper time, you're going to you're going to be successful. All right. It's time for the scriptures. Ecclesiastes three talks about a time for things. So I'm going to read it for everything. There is a season and a time. For every matter under heaven. And then it talks about a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what has been planted. All right. And there's more to that, but I'm just going to go to the next scripture. Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. In other words, you know that these things are going to come for as long as the earth remains. There will be seed time and a harvest time. You know that there's going to be summer and it's going to be hot. And you know that the winter is coming. It's going to be cold. You know that it's going to be day and night. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season, the proper season, 
when it's time, you will reap. It says you will reap, not maybe. It's just a question of what time are you in. So it says you will reap if you don't give up. That's Galatians 6 and 9. First Thessalonians 5 and 1 says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. And the reason is, as, as long as you've been born, if you're in the Midwest in the wintertime, the sun goes down approximately five, the five o'clock hour. And you know that it's not like um, what's going on. Why is it getting dark? You know why? Because it happens every day at the at about the same time. And in the summer, it goes down at approximately nine o'clock hour in the Midwest. That that is not a surprise. It's, it's a part of the season. Psalms uh, 104, 19 says he made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the place of its setting. The sun always, uh, what is it, rises in the east and sets in the west. That never changes. That never changes. And I'm going to give you some tips in a few minutes here so you know what to do in these seasons at the, at the proper time. But really quick, I want to make you aware of a couple more scriptures that you may or may not know about. So one is Matthew 13, the chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 13. It talks about the parable of the sower. And the point is, you can read it for yourself. Please do actually. And, but the point is that seed that you plant must be planted in fertile soil for you to reap the benefits. But also more importantly, it must be protected because after you plant in fertile soil, there are creatures that will come and try to eat your crop up before it's time for the harvest. Well, for you, it's it's uh, going to be something similar, you know, not bugs eating your, your crops, but different trials that are going to come to make make things difficult for you. And you have to protect your work. And then in Matthew chapter 25, there is the parable of the talents. And the point here is that you are a steward. You have a gift, okay, that is not your gift. You are supposed to share your gift, plant your gift, multiply, you grow your gift, and share it with other people. And that's really why we perform as musicians, all right? But the thing is this, you have to multiply it because uh, in this story, you'll see that the person who had more received more. The person who had little had what he had taken away from him, and he was left with nothing. So, okay, I'll put it in, in terms that you understand. You see people out. I'm going to use Marquise Hill as an example because he was a past guest on Behind the Note podcast. Now, I know Marquise performed in Chicago probably five nights a week on average, and he talks about that on, on the previous show here. So, He's working consistently, and as a result of that, what happened? He went out, he competed in the Thelonious Monk trumpet competition, and he won first place. Now, that was something that he deserved after, after working for so many years consistently. I'm not saying his competitors didn't, but I'm, my point is that he worked consistently, and he got what he deserved because of putting in the, the work. It was simply his time. You watch sports competitions, uh, NFL or the NBA, and you might think that a certain team is going to win the championship, but then their star player gets hurt, and then you say, oh, man, well, there go their chances. 
It just simply wasn't their time. All right. So the you put the work in and in your time you're able to to reap the benefits. But the point here with the parable of the talents is that the person who has more is going to get more. People see you, they see how good you are, they see how hard you work, and they want what you have for themselves. They want to offer you more jobs. They want to offer you more opportunities to speak to their students. They want more uh, more of you. All right. So that's why that's another reason why you want to continue to press on. And so here's what I wanted to share with you from Jim Rohn. And again, you can search this for yourself. It's right on Google. It's on YouTube. I didn't make this up. I wish I was this smart. OK, but I, I'm, I really want to pass this on to you. So remember these two phrases. Life and business is like the changing seasons. You cannot change the seasons, but you can change yourself. And so life gets better, not by chance, but by change. So don't wait for the phone to ring. You have to change something in your in yourself, in your character. And then your environment and your life will begin to change in a more desirable way for you. Now, here's some quotes from Jim Rome I want to share with you. The first one, days are expensive. When you spend a day, you have one less day to spend. So spend each day wisely. Here's another. If you want things to change, then you will have to change. I just told you that one. Number three, opportunity mixed with difficulty. This describes the cycles of life. This is what always happens. It's opportunity and then there's difficulty and then it happens over and again. Number four, the only way it gets better for you is if you get better. Number five, some people don't do well because they major in minor things. So what are you calling important in your life? Make sure that is actually important. And so here is what Jim Rohn taught us about the seasons. And it has it, it, it really lines up with the scriptures that I just shared with you. Learn how to handle the winters. They come right after fall. <laughs> With regularity, that never changes. So it's not a surprise. Some winters are short, some are long, some are very hard, and some are easy. Learn to handle nights, for they come right after days. Difficulty comes right after opportunity. Recession comes right after progression. Since the beginning of time, this is true, and it's never going to change. There are different types of winters. There are economic winters social winners, personal winters, but disappointments do come. But the question is, how do you handle it? You want to get stronger, better, wiser. Don't wish times were easier. Just make yourself better. Don't wish for less challenges. Just improve on your wisdom. So that's the winter season. And what's after winter? The spring. Learn to take advantage of the spring. Spring is opportunity. Opportunity follows difficulty. And you have to do something during the times of opportunity. You have to get good at one of two things, which are either you're going to plant in the spring or you're going to beg in the fall. Because those are the only two alternatives. Take advantage of the spring because they don't come very often in life. And the reason for this is simply life is short. So when opportunity comes or when the spring comes, you want to act 
and you want to act fast. Summertime is for protecting your crops because as soon as you plant, intruders will come and steal what you've worked so hard for unless you protect it. Every garden will be attacked and not to think so is naive. Finally, learn how to reap in the fall. The fall is harvest time. Learn how to reap in the fall without complaint. Take full responsibility for what happens to you. The day you accept full responsibility is the day you have grown up. So be mature. If you have a lot to reap, good job for for doing the work that you had to do to get it. And if you don't have anything to reap, then don't complain. Don't wish things were better, but increase in wisdom and put what you have learned into action. So again, what does all of this mean for your music career? Number one, do the work you need to do to get to the place you want to be. Don't be ignorant of the seasons. Do the proper work in the proper season so that you can receive the benefits that you're looking for at the proper time. And remember that results happen in seasons, not overnight. They are approximately 90 days in each season. So don't expect overnight. There's no such thing as overnight success. So one more time. The winter is for getting wiser. Educate yourself. The spring season is for opportunity. So take advantage of the opportunity to meet people and do new things. The summer is for giving life. It's for giving nourishment. It's for giving attention. Like a mother that gives birth to a baby needs to feed it. I remember when my wife first gave birth, the first thing that the nurses did One of the first things the nurses did was give the baby back to my wife and say, here, you need to feed the baby. And that's because when you give birth to a thing, you need to feed it for a while because it's not strong enough to stand on its own yet. And finally, there's harvest season. Harvest does not come to those that wish that have their fingers crossed, but to those that plant it in the season of opportunity also known as springtime, it comes to the people that took risk. So that's all for today's show. I hope that this was helpful to you. And I hope that today you learned something that you can put into action right away and maybe even for your lifetime. Please, if you enjoyed this, share this with someone. Literally press the share button, email this or text it to someone because we, we need to grow our our fan base i want as many people to learn as as possible thank you so much i appreciate you and i'll catch you in the next episode god bless you